0: Welcome to the New Books Network.
1: Hi, this is Rebecca Buchanan, host of New Books Network, New Books and Popular Culture. And today I'm here with Karen Rose, the author of Why Patty Smith Matters. Karen, thanks for being here with
2: me today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm happy to talk about Patty. Could you start out by talking a little bit about how this book came to be and why you
1: wanted to write about Patti Smith?
2: Um. So this is part of the University of Texas Press's uh, "Why Music Matters" series, or "Music Matters." Um, the the tagline is uh, "Short books from writers of distinction about the artists we love." So they're they're deliberately short books. It's I, I like to I, I like to gloat that it's a purse size book because I personally am a fan of the purse size book. Um, let you let you take a book anywhere. Um, so, I I always you know people ask me this question and I always feel so bad because I don't have any kind of poetic, oh this was a lifetime dream oh I'd always wanted to do this oh I had been working on it on the side I was so I Evelyn McDonald was had been the who's the editor of the series along with Oliver Wang, uh, she had uh, recruited me to work on a book called Women Who Rock terrible book. Terrible title, amazing book, 150 profiles of female musicians written by uh, women or non-binary people, illustrated by women or non-binary people. Um, it's, It's really a phenomenal book that got pink wash. Unfortunately, I did five essays for her, for that book. And when I finished, she said, Hey, I'm working on this series. If you'd like to, to send a proposal. And she sent me the info. Um, it was with a different press that no longer exists. And when that all kind of fell apart, she's like, I'm going to try to find a home, but you, you know, you should feel free to take it anywhere. And I was like, no, no, I'll, I'll just wait to see where you land. Um, because I, I, you know, she Evelyn you know, is a visionary as as far as I'm concerned, and also absolutely a worker, um, which we'll talk about, you know, in the Patty Smith sense. Um, I, I don't. I, I was in such a terrible personal space in my life at that moment that I, I don't. I, I honestly, I look at my proposal and I say, who wrote that? Um, And it and like this is a piece of advice I will give to people, which is you don't know what you're you're writing at the time. So just write it. You can always fix it later, but you can't fix a blank page. So no matter how bad or how awful, just just write, because somewhere there is a man who is typing really bad words and will have no qualms in submitting them or sending them out. So. Um, I, in my, I would have never thought that I was going to write a book on Patty Smith. Other people I have known over the years have made jokes like, well, you should save that for your book. And I went, I'm not going to write a book about Patty Smith. Why would I do that? Um, but you know, I have, I have followed her, my, my, I became a historian and an archivist because that is how. I manifest my fandom. That's my love language of fandom is, okay, this is not being uh, chronicled correctly. I'm going to step in and offer help. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to write an article. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, or I'm going to write a book. Uh, I had been, I, I obsessively save articles and digital articles um, I I just sort of my my process now is if I think I need to keep something or get something I just do it because there's methods to I've seen the methods to my madness um, you know I, I'm lucky now that I don't I'm I left New York City for Detroit and one of the reasons was space and time so now I can just get whatever book I want and put it in a library and I' don't have to worry about you know, I'm st- I'm stashing books under my bed because I have run out of shelf space in a New York City apartment. Um, so I hope I answered your question. That was a very long answer. I'm a very circuitous person. Um, but I was trying to sort of touch on everything. Well, you know, and one of the things you mentioned
1: in the beginning is that you're the first woman who's written a book-length book on Patty Smith, right?
2: Like, so... <laughs> there's that as well. The need for women to write about women. Well, there's the need to, of women to write about women. And there's the need for women to write about popular music and popular culture. You know, I can, I can, uh, speak to it from, from, from the, you know, rock and roll side of things. Um, but also I see it in, you know, people who I know who write for, about film or write about television. Um, or write about fiction or anything, um, and that it really it really hit home for me when I read the Holly George Warren book on Janice Joplin, and this is an artist who, in my opinion, has been just maligned and crucified and smeared because. You always find out that you know they always have to mention she had terrible skin, she had frizzy hair, and and she she liked to have sex, and it was you know, it, but but it was. I always felt like men were like, well, we're doing her a favor by actually like looking at her art um, when she was a tremendous interpretive artist, and. I read that book and I just felt robbed. And So I really, I really felt, I really felt angry and that, that the, inter- and, and also, you know, and you probably know this, which is the, the, the literature and the interpretation has a habit of cascading, building on itself. So if one person does something, the next person either consciously or subconsciously will also with, you know, we'll also propagate that. Um, some of it's laziness. Like with with Patty, there are other unauthorized books on her out there that that perpetuated mistakes, and it's because that person didn't bother to do the research. They just read it, and and they you know I there was one there was like a simple one I can give you an example of. They said something like, and at the end of the year, Patty played her usual shows at CBGB's and then went home to detroit and i was like she did i don't think she did and of course i don't trust myself so i'm going to go like pause and go back to the to the to the original sources and be like no she didn't she she did not i mean i i was right but now i have proof but there are at least four or five books that have just and it's a small thing it's a small thing but it does it it if you didn't check that, if you just just if you just, you know, continued with to, to move that forward. Um, anyway, uh, sorry, that was a tangent that had nothing to do about being a woman. It just has to do with good, doing good research. Um, but I, you know, I I I want to I want to read women on The Beatles. I want to re- read women on Led Zeppelin. I want to read women on on. Just about anything uh, musical, because we've had these dudes just sort of sitting there and doing it for years, and they, when the entire world revolves around you, that is how you interpret everything. And I, am t- we're all tired of it, and I mean, in society, is tired of it. But I am very tired of it, and I am very fed up. So. Um, and it's funny, I just somebody reviewed the book on Amazon and said that I didn't talk about Patty's work at all, but instead I turned it into a feminist screed. And I, I don't think that this is the diss that this gentleman thinks that he was putting on this. He also dissed several other. Like he, he yeah, he, anyway. Um, I, I, I want our, I want a different viewpoint. I want a larger viewpoint.
1: And you come at this, right? she's a living artist. So, you know, there's that to have to think about and that she's sort of still existing. And you come at this by bringing your relationship to Patty and your relationship throughout her career, which I think is important as well, right? Like we can't look at her in a vacuum as though she's just there um, and and you're just distanced from her. So uh, can you talk a little bit about like that too, like bringing in who you are and how Patty has sort of like informed you, you and your work and looking at her work.
2: Um, So it's, these are supposed to be the music matters books are supposed to have a personal point of view. Um, You know, they're picking good writers that have, have, have a, have a sharp viewpoint one way or the other and, and a, an immersive sort of relationship with their subject um, you know, I think about one of the first books, which was, uh, Karen Tongson's uh, book on Karen Carpenter. And if you think you don't care about Karen Carpenter, I, I really urge you to go read this book because again, another artist who suffered from being constantly evaluated through the men of the time and not getting her due. And even in later years, um, like, like kind of being kind of being allowed in by the hipsters for for ironic reasons and not because of her actual artistry. Um, so that, but that said, as a music critic, you are generally you, you know your presence in a piece is at a personal level is is something you're not you're generally not allowed to do. Um, and as a woman, you definitely want, I I've always just worked so hard to make sure I'm not in a piece because then you're going immediately, you're going to be accused of your interest being something other than professional and it's, and it's dumb and it's, and it's stupid, um, but I'm, you know, I'm 58 years old and I still will have a man walk up to me at a concert, practically pat me on the head and be like, oh, are you writing down the set list? Like, why are you why are you so concerned with what someone is doing at a concert? Why are you not watching the stage? Why are you not paying attention to the artist? Um it's it's still something I feel like I constantly have to fight for. Um, so so I wasn't in the first draft of the book in in a significant sense, and I really had to be challenged by my editors to to pull myself in um and, and even you know, i I think that it's a it's still it's still a line because there's definitely there's a review out there by a man who said I didn't do any original research and that I gush, so um, it's 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 a it's a battle. I think it's important because I had hoped to have um, in my original plan for this book I had really hoped to have more conversations with other fans that I, that I know and have met over the years, but most people don't want to, nobody wants to go on the record and talk about Patti Smith, good or bad. I had the same problem when I was working on pieces about Joni Mitchell. No one's going on the record. Everyone is terrified of saying the wrong thing. Um, So I, I kind of had to, to be the voice of the fans in here. Um, And it was, it was pretty scary. It was a little, was a little liberating. Um, It's not something I'm really used to doing in, in sort of professional level, not like, I don't know, my newsletter. Um, And it's still, it's still, again, like I said, it's, I, I was grateful for the opportunity to like, finally, like be the expert you know, like Evelyn was like, why are you quoting these random bland articles? Where's your voice? Why don't we just want to hear what you have to say about this? But I'm still but but the 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 downside to it is I still get things like, oh, you're such a loyal fan or this was such a labor of love. No, it wasn't. This is work. This is my work that I do. Um, that I am interested in the subject and enjoy the subject, and the, that the art has had an impact on my life, doesn't invalidate it, shouldn't invalidate the other side. But I, I think that even very well meaning people are like, Oh, you clearly waited your whole life to write this. I'm like, No, I literally did not. Or, or you know, and, and people, they mean well, they mean it as a compliment. And I think that with with some folks especially people coming to from the music side um, they don't know how to look at 12 pages of end notes and say that is tremendous research this person did an amazing job on the research they they just say oh this this person is such a fan and and they they mean it as a compliment but it's it's a it's a skewed one
1: yeah i mean and It's an exhaustive, even though it's a small book, right? It's an exhaustive look at her entire kind of life and career. And not only as a musician, but as a writer, like as, as she says, and you say throughout it as a worker, right. And the ways in which she works. So could you maybe talk a little bit about how you kind of structured this and, and how you, you know, thought about putting this together and, and looking at her?
2: So I think originally the the proposal was more thematically structured but when I started getting into it I I just kept it was it was really difficult to sort of I think keep keep the book at a level where it would be of use to everyone to to go to at it from the thematic stand like you know individual themes I was, I found myself like just assuming that the reader knew things that you can't always assume that the reader did. Um, It's, it's again, two things that weren't in the, well, there is a, I, you know, when I'm talking about her recording horses in 1975, I was just like, well, every word that could possibly ever be written about horses has been written. So I'm just going to say she did this record and Evelyn was like, what are you, what, you know, you have to talk about horses. And it was really, it, it was very difficult because I really felt like, what can I possibly add to this conversation? And yet it's a thing that has been called out by people who have read it and people have written about it. Um, and, and so, so I went to a sort of more chronological um the chronological and then tried to pull the themes in because it just it just made the most sense of I don't know where people are coming into her story you know you have the people that were there at the beginning but haven't really paid attention to what she's done since she took a break in the 70s you have the people that were too young for that and came in much later like their first record was dream of life or their first record was gone again and don't have the, that, that sort of wide 30,000 foot view. And then you have all the people that came in around Just Kids and they read Just Kids, but Just Kids stops, you know, at, at, at an important point and doesn't go too far out into, into her musical, uh, into her innovation as a musical artist, as a, as a sort of leader of what we call, you know, the American version of punk rock. it, and it was it I just sort of trusted, I just sort of trusted that it that it it felt right. and yeah, that that was and I knew it was important. I wanted to, I knew there was no way I could possibly cover everything, but I wanted all of the work that she does to be recognized because one of her, one of the things I think has been the most hurtful to her was everyone just dismissing her life as Michigan as she dropped out, she retired, she got married and became a mother. Um, And she, like how was she not like, just because you didn't know what she was doing doesn't mean she wasn't working. Um, And, and she also, She's also so busy working that um, she doesn't necessarily do a super job promoting herself um, or or doesn't want to deal with it. Like she's doing a show in Los Angeles in September. And I just keep going. She has not. They have, this has not been promoted at all. Like the G.A. tickets sold out, but the rest of the theater is still there because like the same 200 people that go to every show know about it and bought tickets um she could she could it would be good if she hired somebody to help with that because i understand the not wanting to talk about it um i again i you know the just you know does do people know she did this like that i like i felt like i didn't get to spend nearly enough time on her nine eleven project and that visual work of hers um you know the 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 poetry that she's written, you know, um, Auguries of Innocence, like I don't I don't understand how that book just sort of came out and was invisible um, because it's some of her strongest political work. Um, she played in Beirut. I mean, it's just she's done, she does so many truly fascinating things and she just does them. They're just work. It's who she is is what she does. Um, and I feel sometimes that there are some male artists that like get up in the morning and there's six profiles about their strength and their tenacity and their creativity. And probably because those people make themselves available, but people, uh, she doesn't, Patty Smith doesn't need, someone to defend her. But I have always sort of felt I have always been in the defensive position since day one. And it was like, okay, well, I'm repping that team. So I'm gonna let me rep the team all the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, throughout, you kind of talk about the ways in which Patty kind of does. I mean, she she does things her way. She's not going to apologize for it. Um, sometimes that works. Sometimes it might not work. Um, but she is kind of... And, and I do think you talk about M-Train, which I think really gives some... That book gives insight into what was going on, you know, that time in Michigan or her time with Fred Smith. And, um, but you can see how hard she's worked for the past you know, what has it been? 50 years? 60? Like, go. yeah, almost, right? And one thing I think is interesting, too, is that you also see how she's been able to kind of build and sustain relationships. Um, And I think that that's one important, I'd love for you to talk about sort of some of those things you saw, because that, I mean, her relationship with Lenny K, I mean, like, the, you know, like in other art, but you kind of talk about how she's been able to do that and sustain those relationships.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have that strength. Um, you know, she and Lenny have been friends and colleagues because they, they're work spouses. You know what I mean? Like they get each other there. That was what, if you read uh, the, the art. So Lenny K wrote an article about duop that appeared in jazz and pop magazine and Patty read it. And she resonated so strongly with how he talked about what was important and what was good and why he was drawn to it and the mistakes that people were making. And um, it, it caused her to like seek him out. And, 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 people, I think people misinterpret that a little bit because that was just a thing we did. You know, you would meet somebody at a concert and start talking about what you liked or what you've seen or what else you're listening to. You would exchange phone numbers. You would, and then you had to pursue that friendship because you weren't, you weren't going to like see them on Instagram. Um, And that was how you met people. You had to, to do that. And she was, you know, she wanted she was, she said, she, you know, something made her think this person, I get this person, this person thinks the same way I do. Um, and, and also just Lenny's this sort of bodhisattva, like, of he's like this, 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 ben, not benign, but this benevolent presence that absorbs everything and understands everything when it comes to sort of like music and rock and roll. I mean, that's you know there's a reason nuggets the compilation the garage rock compilation he put together has been so influential throughout the decades um he he and that's that's another thing which is Patty is a fan of rock and roll Lenny is a fan of rock and roll it is important to them they believe that it can change the world they believe that that it is their calling um and, and they you know they, they stayed in contact. And even when, you know, Lenny was off trying to be, was being a producer and, you know, starting his sort of second life um, he, you know, he, he was the person that you know, she trusted to come to Michigan and help her go through everything she had. She was like, I have to put out a record. And I don't know what, how, how to even start. And he could come and he could listen to what Fred had had worked on and the sort of rudimentary things that were lying around and, and the few chords that Patty had, had learned from, from her husband at that point. Um, but it's that there's a Bruce Springsteen quote that I love, which is if you, if you have a brand band, don't break up your band. Like it's just, I think it's kind of like, don't just don't, how do you stay married? Just don't get divorced. Um, there, there is, there, there is definitely something magic. There's magic in that, like finding the people and then staying with the people and figuring out how to work with the people. And I think that, you know, like at the Rock and War Hall of Fame, like when she's talking about her band, she talks about J.D. Dougherty and how he's been her only drummer, like my drummer, my only drummer. Um, and he, he's another one of those people who kind of put his ego away in service of the art, in service of the cause. Um, So, you know, and the fact that they were all, you know, there was no question they came back. Um, Even a newcomer, sort of like newcomer. Tony Shanahan is hardly a newcomer, but it's kind of like he's a newcomer the way that I still think of Nils Lofgren as like Nils Lofgren, the solo artist. When people say Nils Lofgren, member of the E Street Band, I go, oh. Right. Yeah. 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 He, I mean, obviously he is, but that's not how I think of Mills Lofgren. Um, and the, the other, the other friendships, you know, I think about, I I talk about this with Jim Carroll, they were involved and then they stayed friends and they stayed friends for a very long time. Um, they stayed friends until he died. Uh, same with Lenny. Um, Sam Shepard, you know, she she helped him edit his last book. Um, you know, his family helped. But she also came and p- played an important part. Um, they did a poetry reading. They did this event at 92nd Street Music, at 92nd Street Y in New York City. And it was really just... Two friends sitting around and talking about each other, um, but but you could you could tell these people had been f- cared about each other, and, and she says this uh, she said this on Mark Maron's podcast recently, and it's in the book that you know just because the romantic thing didn't work out doesn't mean you should throw out the rest of the friendship, and like I wish I could do that I'm not that I'm not that noble I I don't I mean. I'm not. And, uh, you, she, it's because she's loyal and she's loyal. She's caring. she's a really good friend. She cares about the people that she's friends with. And I wouldn't, you know, if I, I on her, if I needed to pick sides in a bar fight, I want her on my side any day, all day. Um, anyway, I, I hope that answered your question.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and it, also she's respected by you know you talk a bit a little bit about her relationships with other musicians too like the respect like her relationship with Michael stipes and and how he kind of brought her back and um right so these there's even these and even Springsteen right and and Bob Dylan and these ways in which she has cultivated um a fandom within the music community and a respect within the music community as well. Um, and created these friendships and these relationships.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, with, with Stipe, so a really funny, a really funny aside about Michael Stipe that definitely didn't make the book was, so I was a, a, a huge REM fan in my 20, early 20s, early twenties, just enormous. Uh, I put out the first REM fanzine. I was a crazy REM fan and, I knew that Michael was a huge Patty Smith fan. And, I, and at the time I had, I had done some, I had done some project. I had done some small, very small things with Lenny K. I had like interviewed him. I would go see him all the time. I was that annoying person. And so I was like, I can introduce you to. So I, I mean, yes, Michael did not need me and would have met later, but I definitely invited Lenny to come to their show at, uh, Radio City in 1985 so the two of them could meet I was like I'm doing this um and it's so funny it was so funny how the Patty how there were so many Patty Smith fans that were so infuriated by Michael Michael daring to show up but I mean like you know young fans felt the same way about Pearl Jam so you know people old people are are possessive and dumb Um, You know, Michael was able, like, if you could help somebody that like saved your life, wouldn't you do that? If you had the opportunity to do it, um, anybody, anybody, any good person would. So I don't know why people are so, he's being opportunistic. Trust me, at that time, Michael Stipe did not need the help. He needed to be less famous and not more famous. Um, The Dylan thing, like that 95 tour, it was those, that, that East coast run. Um, You know, he, he was, he's, he's so insightful and so smart. You know, he knew he didn't, she didn't want to go on the road for any, she couldn't, she had the kids, the kids were in school. Well, if you invite, he invited her to do the East coast so that, she could come home every night if she wanted to. Um, and also the difference between like, she's not going to go out and just like open for anyone, but he knew that playing for his audience, they, he, he sensed that they would be welcoming and accepting and it would be a good experience for, for her to sort of find her feet again. Um, Yes, many of the, her, his audience then proceeded to in, in, infer things, but I, I can't, I can't really get on them too hard because there definitely were some vibes. And you know what? God, God, love, be ha- be happy, everyone, just be happy. Um, you know, I hope you know if they really, but but it was still just so annoying. Like, really, you had to go there, um, but but just sort of him. Him showcasing her, giving her the opportunity, the space as an as an equal, or at least someone to be reckoned with. Um, and, and you know, the funny thing with Bruce is that uh, the reason I really wanted to talk to him for this book, and it took me a year, it took me a year of talking with his people and asking and requesting and being lucky that deadlines got moved because I can remember being a teenager and hearing like, you know, the old hippie guys that hang out at the record store, like when because and I came out, they were all, Oh, Bruce is so mad. He had to give that song away. And not want to give the song away. I mean, you know, there was the part of me that's like, how the fuck do you know? You're, you're sitting here in a record store in Connecticut. You don't actually know anything. Um, but even even when this came out and I wrote I wrote a sort of inside baseball kind of essay for Backstreet magazine, which focuses on Bruce Springsteen and his and Jersey Shore music for lack of a better term. And uh, the editor was promoting it on Twitter, and immediately some guy pops up in the feed, you know, who's you know, bad scooter 23 or whatever, is like There's Bruce is just being a man. She's just being a nice guy. There's no way that's listen to the music. Listen to the words. That's absolutely Bruce. And it's like Bruce Springsteen literally said there would not be the song would still be in my archives. Like there wouldn't have been a song. There aren't, there were no lyrics. He did not finish it. He knew he had a great hook, but he didn't have a song and he wasn't going to go in that direction for this record. You know, Bruce, John Lando, Patty Smith, Jimmy Ivan, all of these people telling the story. It doesn't matter because the men, the men know better.
0: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail, from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
1: Yes, the man in the back, yes, in the back seat. (laughs) Okay, And that's, and I have to say, that's one thing that I, as a woman, and as a, you know, as a fan of music, really appreciated you calling out like all the ways in which we see, you know, I, it, I, I I liked how I mean at one point I'm paraphrasing, but it was like the rock and roll hall of fame matters only because it matters. Right. Like, but these, like the fact that I never really realized that Patty Smith has never had a gold record. Right. Like, like these kinds of things. And yet she signs a seven album deal right in the, er, in the mid 1970s and was allowed to kind of t- like, that is to be able to say, Hey, I'm taking a break. I'll get, I'll get to and be allowed to take that break. Like she's done some really, I mean, we, we know she's done some badass things, but these are things also in the music industry that many folks with don't do
2: or haven't done with career, you know, with. Right. Right. You know, when, when Clive Davis said to her, Yes, you have complete creative control, but if your armpit hair is on the cover of the record, we're not going to be able to get that in the end caps in the South. End caps are those used to be those shelves at the end of an aisle. Um, Maybe they're called that in other industries. Um, And she just said, "Okay, I'm fine with that." And Clive Davis was like, "Okay," like she never the the relate their relationship was also them. Arista telling her, this is the impact of what you're going to do. And her saying, okay, I understand that's what the impact is. And then she didn't go back to the record company and say, why didn't this happen? Um, She just was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Or even when she came back and she's like, no, I'm not, we're not touring. Our kids are too young. I don't, I know people take their kids on the road. We are not taking our kids on the road. Um, It's not a thing we want to do. You know, also she got so sick. Used to get bronchitis on the road in the 70s, and I can understand why she was not in a hurry to get back to that or to expose her her children to that. Um, you know, she she there are yeah she does get respect from many people, but she also doesn't get respect from um, you know some of the things I called in the book, and there could have been a lot of those, and I cut a lot of that out because I didn't want it to be just like. Karen's coming in to kick asses and take names and, and get revenge on, uh, whoever wrote whatever dumb thing. Cause there's so many of them. There's just, it could be a whole book. Well, and another thing you're not without
1: critique of Patty either. Right. And, and so I think that's important to note too. Like this is not a complete and utter love fest without, you know, critiquing, um, some of the song choices she still has and still makes. And, um, and also um, her, you know, or, or in, in really analyzing and looking at her choice or not to even talk about being a woman or, you know, or being a feminist and, and those kinds of things. But you
2: kind of, you know, call out some of, some of those things as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, that, that is, that is also what, I also see that as my, as my, as an important part of the work that I do, which is not, not just, you know, making sure the facts are correct and that the history is correct, but also to question, to question the artist, because that was, you know, I, that was a good thing about growing up with reading the rock critique in the seventies is that people would do that. Um, I can remember reading my first concert, one, a concert review, like a concert I went to, which was an incredibly rare thing and like realizing everything I didn't know and everything I didn't see and everything I didn't think about. And it, and it, it taught me to start, to start doing that and and to, you know, to be the person following around, going, you know, um, to holding those people accountable, Mm -hmm. um, or or if something doesn't if something doesn't work or or if I think that the artist is um, oversimplifying a situation, um, you know, I'm trying to come to terms with Bruce Springsteen playing Oklahoma and Texas, and then there's the I don't I don't know if I I haven't looked at who else is still playing those states, but he's somebody that doesn't need to play those states. Um, I'm still working out what that means and if it means anything, but but the, the, I, it is it is, I think it is important and I think it is a more it is a truer, it is a truer type of, a truer type of fandom than being accepting of everything than like the stand culture that we have now, I think. I think that the it, it, any if you close yourself in, you're depriving yourself of other experiences. So,
1: when you thinking about right, so you're also writing about this, and I think I said it before, this living artist, right? Somewhat and and she kind of sort of documents and and writes about herself as well in her you know work, and so. So where do you think and this is total speculation, right? but like and and Patty Smith she's getting older she's in her what 75 76. and so we're getting to this point where she's probably slowing down. she's probably doing that at, you know, do you see where she might be headed what
2: you know what do you think she's where do you think where where, where do you think Patty's going? I don't think she's slowing down. I think, you know, the, the, what's the phrase? They'll die with their boots on. She'll die with her boots on. Um, she will, she's not stopping. I mean, she's still touring. She did a full European summer. You know, um, she has a book coming out in November. She has a, it's a compilation of her, her, uh, uh polaroid photography and some some words as, as i'm led to understand um i wish she was putting out another record i really wish she would do one more album but i also get it no you know it's like when joni mitchell was like y'all don't want me to go back to be you guys just you don't you don't care what i'm interested in now you only care about you know what i did 20 years ago fine i'll just stop doing records um It's a lot of time and it's a lot of effort and they don't sell. Um, I'd like to see her find a way to still do it. I'm sure there's plenty of people that would let her. Um, But if you, you know, she's, she's still doing the things that she does. She, you know, is constantly working on something or working with people and she just doesn't talk about it. She just does it. Um, And if you look at what she's done with Instagram and Substack. stack. Um, it's interesting that the subs, I think this, I just want to make sure I am correct on this before I say, well, she said she was going to keep doing this and then she didn't. Um, she was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to keep this going while I'm on tour. And then she did not. And I get it. I, I, I was like, mm, yeah. Yeah. She started like at the beginning. She was like, she was, um, She was posting and then she just, I, I get it. You know, she, she couldn't keep up with it. It's hard. Being on the road is hard. Um, It's hard. You know, it's hard to do multiple things when you're on the road. I do, do, I do not fault her. I do think it was, it was interesting that she insisted she was going to keep going. That's typical Patty. But if you like, it's still, it's still very much, it's still very much who she is and how she operates and what she, what she's, I don't want to be like, what it's not what she's interested in, but, you know, she, she doesn't interact in the comments on her feeds, but she did make a point of saying that she reads everything. Um, so I think that she she draws inspiration and she's trying using it to have to try to figure out what to do. But I don't think she's, I don't think she's slowing down. I was terrified that I was going to hand this book in and she was going to announce another record. And I was going to be like, great, great, super. Like, but also like, okay. Like I would have added, I don't know, codicil or something and gotten on with my life. Um, it, it was I I think that it was more rewarding to to be working on working on something of someone who was still out, you know, again, it goes with the theme of she's a worker, she's just gonna keep working. She this is not this is not she you know, whether or not anyone's watching her work, she's still working. Um so if anything, she she reinforced my my thesis, um, but I don't, I don't see her as slowing down. I really don't see her as slowing down. I do see her taking, you know, accepting the, the. it's not so much a victory lap, but she will accept the flowers as they arrive. Um, you know, I'm thinking of, she played a show the weekend that the Bob Dylan Center opened in Tulsa. She was part of that weekend. I could not get to and was miserable. Um, you know, she played. She she did two shows at the Royal Albert Hall last last fall. That you know she'd been waiting to get there. Um, she was supposed to play the Ryman, and then it ended up getting canceled because people were sick. Um, I am I am glad to see her accepting those moments and doing those things. Um, but you know, she's gonna, she's gonna work until she can't work anymore. And, and I think that's a, it's a, there's a difference between working because it's your purpose and working for, you know, the sort of grind culture. She is not about grind culture. And and I've, I've had to, it's, it, that's just some, that's something personally that I've been really challenged with, which is not. Not so again, not not so much grind culture, and I don't sleep, and all I do is work because she doesn't do that. Um, am I using my time thoughtfully? is that's the question I try to ask myself every day. How, like I'll be like, I used my time really thoughtfully today. Um, and I and I think that's that's what I see when I look at her and and I think that for me and reading your book and thinking about Patty,
1: I feel like that comes through in the ways that she has presented sort of pictures of pictures of a life, but that also are representative of these larger, that people, larger people connect to, right? Like I've taught just kids, you know, a student, like that book gives this like images of New York and what that was like, and just thinking about how she has this way. And I love, I, I think her Instagram and, when, and her and Lenny's Instagrams are just kind of fabulous, right? But it is, it's these like imagery and pictures and it's just these snapshots that she's able to like capture some, there, there's something there that that she can capture that connects people beyond um, beyond just a song, right? I, you know, it's more than just a song kind of thing.
2: Well, if you it, and I, I talk about this, um, which is uh, what I see in her Instagram, in her Instagram, and her Substack is as an extension of what she used to do at the very earlier early shows which was she would read a couple of poems and then she would you know be at the front of the stage and be like what's going on what are you listening to uh what shows have you been to what's what's up um you know or or the, there's one you know once there's one show at CBGB's where she was like how many of you were in the park uh remember what I said about you know going home and drinking a cup of hot tea because it had poured it was we were poured and poured and poured and we were, everyone was drenched um she, she used to have that conversation with people. It's not so easy to do that these days. Um, but she can do it through Instagram. And, you know, I just, I love watching her doing like Insta live and she's like, let's play what's on Patty's desk. And here's this thick bell and here's, and then her cat jumps up on her shoulder and it, it's, it's, um, it, it's the sort of interaction that it lets her have the interaction with the people who are who with her people um, in a in a way that's that's safe for her and doesn't take up too much of her energy. Um, she can't she can't really do that. She can't come to the front of the stage anymore and, and talk to people. It doesn't really work anymore. But this is this is or. or or when she had the fan club and her mom was answering all the mail that came to the post office, like it's um, it's just it's just the modern version of that, and I'm sure she didn't think about that at the time. You know, she said that the reason she got on Instagram was just because so many people were impersonating her, and that what her and her kids were like, you really should do this, and she really just took to it.
1: Yeah, and and I think another thing that. You know, you talk about in the book, and and I there was a quote you had at the end that I loved about she's not afraid to make mistakes, right? And you said something about her telling her kids like it's okay, just keep in con, you know, just keep in con, let's keep in contact. And I think that that comes through too. Like she is just like let's try this and let's see if it works. And and that is this refreshing thing, you know, and it's very it's very punk rock if we go all the way back to that. But right, but. But that she is just like, I'm gonna try it. And and if it doesn't work, I'm gonna and I love the story at the end you told about her performing Dylan's piece at the Nobel, right? And that the physicists came up to her afterwards and were like, This is our process. And so that idea, like she just there's this connection she has with people because of those those things that she does.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like she she will stop, she will and it's and and it's interesting to observe like Sometimes she she she's, she she's fucks up and she stops and makes a joke. Sometimes she's self-deprecating. But other times I've watched her just start it again, like turn to the band and they're so cued into her that they can just go back and do another measure and pull herself back into it. You know, she doesn't, she's not always like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I made mean, a huge mistake. So it, it really depends on the, uh, on the level of mistake, and and we saw that, and it's like, form at the Nobel where she was like, the only way I'm going to get out of this is if I really stop, and I, you know, like literally in front of literal kings and queens, she like think about God, the the ovarian fortitude that took. <laughs>
1: No, I mean it's a like it's an amazing it's an amazing story. It's and I think it like speaks to why like why Patty Smith matters, right? Like
2: right, and right, why right. she right. It speaks to everything that you're kind of talking about. Well, and also just like that, the reaction of that audience as opposed to an American audience. Um, and but yet it it was like it was a America made it into a thing. While well, the world made it into a thing. But and which which Bob didn't help by not responding for a week. But, you know, this this became a much bigger story than it should have been. Just I don't know. Were we bored? Was it a slow news day? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Nobody cares as much about a Patrick Smith performance on any day. And suddenly it was on like, I don't know, the nightly news. she got some
1: press uh we have probably i mean i could probably talk to you about patty smith forever um but we've been talking for a while so i'll ask you my like final question um which is a promo for you is there anything you're working on now or with this book or anything that you want to kind of put out there or you know
2: shout out or promote um i have a newsletter that i work really hard on it's original content it's stuff that you know, either, either, there's no, there's nowhere I can pitch it to. I just got tired of having great ideas and nowhere to, to, to pitch them. So I never wrote them. Um, so, so I'm doing that in my newsletter. It's a free newsletter. There are people that subscribe. There's a tip jar. Um, I know we can't subscribe to every newsletter that we love. I, I can't, I can't do it. Um, but but I, the more people that are subscribed to it, it helps me it will help me with my next project because I can say I have a platform. Here's my platform. Um, I'm on my Twitter is probably the most interesting thing. Please do not try to friend me on Facebook. I will not friend you back. I don't like Facebook. I am only there because I have to be. But I am not. I do the bare minimum. Um please yeah please subscribe to my newsletter that is the thing i would recommend i have other books that you can pick up um and i'm work i am actively working on a proposal i really wanted to get it done by the end of june now i'm hoping to get it i would say i was i'm hoping to get it done by the end of july but i real like last night i remember thinking oh july 27th i have plenty of time and i'm like oh wait no that's in two weeks um if you read a book review it somewhere it really helps um tell your friends like tell your friends tell your local bookstore tell your friends don't assume that people know that that goes for any writer that whose work you like you know there's there's my there's my
1: (laughs) plot yeah i actually just talked about your book this morning (laughs) i have a friend who uh, grew up in detroit and i was like you need to get this book you'll love it (laughs) So he was like, he said he'd read it, but he saw a blurb on it. And he was like, I have that book in my queue. So I'm like, good. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. yeah So again, uh, Karen Rose, author of Why Patty Smith Matters. Thanks so much for talking with me for New Books in
2: Popular Culture. This was awesome. Thank you for asking me.